and Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Hello, everybody. Hello. Maybe Welcome we should back. say mushy mush, though. Mushy mush. Hi, everybody. Today, we are being graced by a word, a beautiful word I love, called ikigai. And the root of what we're going to talk about today is giving everyday meaning and joy. Let's look at the word ikigai. The word ikigai comes from iki, meaning life. And guy meaning value. It can be interpreted as the values in your life that make it worth living. We're going to talk about how that relates in work, in the corporate world, in the business world, and most importantly, how that works in our life with our friendships, with our families, with the joy in life, and how to really get that back, guys. So let's get started. Here we go. When I first heard about Ikigai, I heard about it in the business realm. <laughs> so they had the Venn diagrams and this is how it went. You have four circles and you put them together and the intersections will give you a clue about your life and where you're headed. And, you know, it's interesting because it's about where you're headed. You may not have the perfect situation right now and that's okay because much like when you have a rocket that goes to the moon, you have everything pushing and pulling you in different directions. So you're not always going to be on the trajectory of a straight line to the moon, right? Right. One tiny split little portion of one degree of an angle. If you are off course by a split fraction of an angle, if you keep going that way, you're not going to end up on the moon. You're going to end up in some other galaxy. And sometimes that can be a wonderful thing and sometimes it isn't. Yes, but if you're pointing towards the moon, if that's where you want to go, if moon <laughs> is your happy space, right? Right. We're going to figure out, it's it's normal, it's part of life. Like even walking is a constant state of imbalance. To take the next step, you're in free fall until you get to the next step. So it's okay. It's okay that life is not perfect and actually that's a good thing. Because you should always take stock. Like you should always think. You should have your own little board meeting in your heart to figure out, hey, is this is this the path? Am I on track? Okay, let me refigure this. Let me move this around. From the book written by Yukari Mitsuhashi, Ikigai, Giving Every Day Meaning and Joy, she breaks down ikigai as joy like feeling the joy and in, in finding that special spot that makes you feel good those are where your values are kind of like happiness but there's a different word for happiness really and there's a difference and she says perhaps the main difference between i don't know how to pronounce it you guys shiawasi <laughs> don't look Do at me oh okay okay the difference between the happiness word and ikigai is that ikigai carries with it 
the idea of moving towards the future. That's the difference between the word that expresses happiness and ikigai. Ikigai is helping you find value in living, value in life, finding your own values. What are they? And right, working, because, working towards making that happen. Because joy is a journey, not a destination. Uh, you hear so often somebody wins a lottery and they blow through the money in a year. And that's because it's like, I won the lottery. Okay, I full stop as far as thinking through my happiness, which, wow, I think is very limiting. It's, it is about a journey. It is, it's not about doing one thing or doing 75 things. It's about, it's about living your best life. It's about living a joyful life. And it's about going through your life, living your joyful life, not, you know, okay, I'm going to suffer, suffer, suffer until I get to this next hurdle. And then I'm going to suffer, 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 suffer until I get to this next hurdle because ultimately that can be a very unfulfilling. Sometimes you don't realize you're suffering. Sometimes you don't know that you're doing that. And that's why it's so important to take stock of how you relate with other people and who's in your life and what everyone's role is in your life and what your role is in their life. So for me, this is where I get into the ikigai of friendship. For example, like what you were just talking about, I was headed for years in this kind of path of like this one tiny little mindset that I had right? I was talking to Beth and I was getting coached by Beth on business. And I pointed out to her, she pointed out to me actually, all the ways that I've actually succeeded in life in my career and all the, so many ways that I have had major recognition for my work. Whereas I came at it feeling like no one ever recognizes my work and I've just lost like loser, you know, that's how I felt. And she, in, in just a split second, we, I came to the understanding with the help of my friend, Beth, Beth Hewitt, by the way, everyone visualize, visualize you, check her out, check out her podcast. But in a split second, I realized, Oh my gosh, I could have totally erased this mindset, cleared it, but I've been carrying it for years. And where does that really come from? And so anyway, this way of looking at things is actually a, a great way to understand everything and then figure out what you would like and where you want to move forward to. So let's go through the Venn diagram really quickly. The Venn diagram that I came across with business people was this. The first circle is what you love. What are the things that you love? So for example, it's about what uplifts you. Who is the most important person to you? What is the most important thing to you in your life? Is it family? Is it your friends? Your favorite things to do? What are they? Do we even stop to think about that? What is your favorite thing to do? What is your favorite thing to, do, uh, to eat? What is your favorite thing? What lights you up? What is comforting to you? Like those are just some examples off the top of my head. Right. The next circle is how you see the world. So how do you see things? What are your prime beliefs? What do you think about most? What do you focus on? 
What are you aware of? What is your perspective? Where do you hold your gratitude? Where do you see the positive and the negative? So now you have these two circles and when they meet, that's where you find out what your values are. So now we're going to take the circle that is, how do you see the world? And we're going to combine it with another circle. How do you make a difference? So how do you help others? How do you share things and ideas? How do you talk to others? What do you say to others? What do you say to yourself? When you combine how you see the world with how you're making a difference, Mm -hmm. that's where the possibilities lie. So when you combine those, you look at that, then you can figure out, well, what are the possibilities in life with the way I see and with the way I can make a difference? So now you're going to take, how do I make a difference? And you're going to combine it with where you excel. Where do you thrive? What is your superpower? Why are you laughing? Oh, it's just because, um, yeah, I remember I was talking with this very, very gruff developer I worked with who respected my work, but my Lord, we were on different planes. I don't know whose was higher. I don't know whose was lower, but I told him my superpower is everybody likes me. And he had no response to that. He had nothing he could say to that. He couldn't disagree. He certainly didn't want to agree in that moment because it's kind of a smug thing to say. But yeah, that's that's why I'm laughing just because, you know, what is your superpower? Well, it could be he was like, hey, that's how you see the world. You think everybody likes you, but I don't like you. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> no, come on. He liked me. But so it's it's about where your superpower lies. So it's about what your superpower is. What is your strength? What are your strengths? What are you really strong at? What is effortless for you? Right. So now what you're going to do is you're going to take where your superpower is and combine it with the circle that started this whole thing, which is what do you love? And when you do that, that's where you find passion. Right. And I know you were saying, Matt, that you were reading this thing that only 30, 35% of people working thought that their value, they had any value in their work. Um, actually, it's it's interesting because, uh, yeah, the original source material, BBC source material for Ikigai actually mentioned the circles, but they were subtly different. And one of the circles was, what can you be paid for? Which is a very blunt yes. way of saying things, right? Well, that's, that's why the whole Ikigai in Friendship was uh not i'm sorry not the ikigai in friendship that's what i'm doing but that's where the whole ikigai in business came across my path was they were trying to figure out how can you best find the career path right that's going to ultimately be the most fulfilling but what was so interesting is they actually literally it was in the next paragraph they described that only 31 percent saw work as in any way their ikigai their their reason their why they get up in the morning And that's the beauty of it, because it's not just with work, it's with everything. You can get so wrapped up in things that you are responsible for Mm -hmm. that you forget what your values are, what, what you want your values to be, or where are they? You forget that sense of happiness and joy. Really, it's about joy. You forget... You, you don't see it anymore. You're, you become robotic in the way you live. Right. And that's why 
it's important to look at this and talk about this and ask yourself, hey, what do I like to do? Hey, what's good for me? What what feels good to me? What does it what feels good to you guys? It's good to once in a while revisit these questions. And they're simple questions and even getting to the point of asking the questions of yourself is is kind of a sometimes a, a task that you can't even think <laughs> to do. You understand right. what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm asking you right now, guys. Let's go through this again. And let's let's just figure it out while you're listening, okay? It's it's interesting because there was or is that whole movement of clearing your home. And so you where you hold everything and you say, does this bring me joy? And if it doesn't, you put it in the bye-bye pile. Right. So this feels very similar to that. Yeah. So what is it that you love? How do you see the world? What's your perspective? That will give you your value. Then from how do you see the world, think about how you're making a difference. And that will give you a clue of what the possibilities are based on those two points. And then combining how you make a difference with where you really thrive. What are you most excellent at? And that will give you the special gifts you have that only you has. And everyone has a special, special gift. And that's how you find it. The clue is right there between those two. And then you get back to what you're really good at, your strengths, and what you love. It, it comes back together. That's where you find passion in life. And what I'm doing is I'm creating this whole thing for a friendship. How can you find the icky guy of friendship, the true happiness, the value of true friendship? How do you find that? We're going to go through that step by step. That's what I'm working on. In an ebook that I'm, I'm almost done with, guys, if you sign up to our website, ourfriendlyworldpodcast.com, you'll get the initial artwork and the chart to remind yourself of these questions. And hopefully you'll love it. Please sign up to our mailing list and um, let me know what you think. It's all my artwork and everything, so hopefully this will help. And Matt is making funny faces because he hears a truck outside. So what? We're, I wasn't saying anything, though. Your face is distracting. <laughs> your expression. Oh, Lord. So what are you deeply passionate about? Sometimes I got to I got to be honest. Sometimes I'm so tired. I'm like nothing. <laughs> well, I think we all get there at times. And then what drives you? What's your driving pull? What's your engine? Like in business they say, what drives your economic engine? And that's where they ask you, what are people willing to pay you for? Right. You know, it gets into this whole thing can get into such a corporate way to look at things. And what I'm asking you to do is look at it from a lighthearted, joyful, I have a drink in a hammock kind of point of view with looking at things like that. What really are your values in life? Do you know what your values are in life, Matt? That's such a whoosh, wide open statement. All right, with friendship. I value honesty. And that's a huge thing right there. I was talking to a friend the other day. It was on Zoom. We had scheduled a time to make sure that we would be present the whole time that I was talking to her, the whole time she was running around doing so many things beyond multitasking. And I felt shaky at the end of the call. And I was asking myself, why do I feel this way? Mm -hmm. Because it seemed like an okay call. It seemed good, but I, I just felt 
it felt wrong to me. I felt like, why am I harping on all these issues that I that I started to see on my friend? I'm like, why am I thinking that way? It's it seems kind of negative from my from my heart. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel very light. I felt like I was in a way trying to judge her to figure things out. Like, what was going on? Why didn't I connect with her on that heart level, on that passionate, loving level? It, whereas I was just looking at her, trying to figure something out. Right. And I didn't know what that something was. Mm-hmm. And I started to think, is she truly honest? Everything we talked about, I felt like there was judgment coming off of her. So then I immediately, in my psyche, was starting to develop judgment against her. To defend whatever judgment I was picking up psychically from her. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. I do. Yeah, it's projection. Honesty is a big, big value for me. And it's not about just like lying about something. It's about, is this person really honest with themselves? If, if you're not honest with yourself, I don't think I can have a very peaceful kind of a friendship with you. Because things are going to come up. I'm going to get blamed for something that I didn't do. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or you're going to project something on me that's not me. It's based on whatever your baggage is that you still have not cleared away out of your house. And your house being your spirit, your life. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? If you have a hang up on looks or things looking a certain way, even your bodies, like as women... If you have a hang up on everyone should be this thin and looking this way, everyone is different, different shapes, different sizes, different values in how you carry yourself and you live, that judgment that comes across, that to me is also dishonesty. If you're not willing to just accept someone and just have that love, but if you have that lie that you're not realizing because of your background, because of the way that you've lived life. If you come across someone that is maybe triggering that for you somehow, if you're not really looking at it, Mm -hmm. that to me is dishonest. I can't handle that in friendship. So that's one of my values. Right. I I totally get it. Yeah. I would say one of my (laughs) values, much to the, I think the chagrin of my kids is levity. I want to laugh and I always want to laugh. Even when things are going sideways, I still want to be able to laugh. Yeah, but you're also very heavy, Matt. So yeah, you do. But the honest truth is that when the computer fizzles out, oh my God, you don't want to laugh. And it's very scary to be around you sometimes. Well, hold on. We're talking about when I'm with friends, when I'm talking with friends. It's not just being about, it's not about being with friends. It's about being, period. And then also friends. See, but... That spins us right into what are you good at? My God, am I good at computers? My God, do I suck at Macintosh computers? (laughs) That's a problem because that's a fundamental disconnect, isn't it? And attempting to reconcile one of my core beliefs is I'm darn good at computers because I am. I just suck at Macs. But why? I think that's a program right there. You guys, when I first met... Why do I suck at Macs? It's because Control-C doesn't copy on a Mac. It's because the scroll wheel goes the other way when you're scrolling up and down on a page. But see, that's what I don't understand because you're so good at looking another... You're so... Matt, you're so good at looking (laughs) at other perspectives. You're so good at looking at someone you don't even know and understanding their, their way of where they came to that point. 
you're really good at reading people and you're so good at being able to blend you're good at understanding what someone else's perspective is so this is why i don't understand why you have such a hang up on max yeah the control keys are different but you live life like no problem but what is it about the mac where you just get so upset about how the mac has a different way to communicate because with people you thrive at that you're that's your talent you guys when i first met matt we met in aikido and the first time i realized what matt was driving i'm like oh that's your car because i saw this car this truck and there was a mac symbol and he had on his own created a way to make it an anti symbol well, and it was the mac symbol with an like a, cross, a circle slash a circle slash on it like against mac yes and because you were a computer guy i'm like what's your deal what's that <laughs> what is that and you had that the whole time and you told me look we're going to be a pc family if you're going to get a mac you're on your own and, yet, and i was and yet we have two macs in the house because we had to Right for work. One of no, them is for work. I, yes, one of them is for work. But one of them, I mean, I was I like ostensibly I like Mac hardware better than PC hardware <gasps> because it's elegant. It's spendy, but it's elegant. But and, for the love of God, Montessori, what is that control key good for on your Mac? But anyways, I digress. We have totally veered off topic. Yes. <laughs> so let's get back on topic, shall we? Well, your passion is that. <laughs> Hating the Mac. I'm not sure I can get paid for that. It's where you don't excel and it's what you do not love. That is the passion right there. <sighs> it's like the opposite. <laughs> All right. So how do you see the world? <laughs> this is how I see the world. Matt is red in the face, has a red aura of like you you better just leave the room leave man alone when he's dealing with the mac he just, and yet i was perfectly pleasant on the mac on friday thank you all right good for you you're changing no you're growing you're transforming <sighs> well i figured out how to get the mouse wheel to work right <laughs> okay we're veering off again anyway those are the, the those are the those are the questions you want to just leave it at that before we veer off onto another galaxy again <laughs> <sighs> no of course not all right Go for it. Okay. I mean, for me, Ikigai is, this is why you, it, it provides a reason for why you should get up in the morning, why you do get up in the morning. And it's bigger than I get up so I can go to work so I can get paid. It's, it's bigger than that. And it's really trying to dissect and have a clean understanding of, you know, why do you get up in the morning? Even if you don't like your job or even if things are terrible, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's having an understanding. It's, it's having a very clear sense of uh, life is a journey, not a destination. It's setting purpose in action. And the other thing to keep in mind is that Ikigai is extremely, well, Ikigai is popular in Japan. And one of the things we need to realize as a culture, as a people, as a whatever you want to call it, is that, like it or not, there's a reason why Ikigai is popular there. And there is a reason why Japanese tend to be longer lived than their counterparts. Part of it is diet, but part of it is also having that understanding of fulfillment and also having an understanding that it's okay to laugh at yourself because they have a lot of fun doing that. 
I was reading a story about a whole bunch of, what do they call them? They call them the Okinawa pop grandmas. And they're just a group of grandmothers who goes around, they all wear the same outfit and they all do goofy stuff, but they're okay with it. And people laugh and it brings joy. It brings joy. So that's really the over, overarching goal of all of this is figure out ways to bring yourself joy and figure out ways to bring the world joy. And remember, we're moving towards it. So you wake up, you're like, oh my God, I don't even want to go to work. It is sucking the life out of me. Or I don't want to deal with this person. They're sucking the life out of me. Remember, it's about moving towards that joy. It's moving towards the values that you do want to have. But you just, I'm reminding you, hey, what do you want to have? What values do you want to have around you? And it's a good thing to have that contrast of having a terrible job or having a person that's no good for you. It's a good thing because it's showing you contrast. So when you're seeing that, ask yourself, whoa, what do I want? What do I really want? So thank goodness there's this trash in front of me that I know <laughs> I, I don't want to be around. I want to turn it into a beautiful garden with the most beautiful flowers that I would love to see. And remember, it's it's one of our core beliefs, and hopefully we find a way to worm it into one of your core beliefs, is what you focus on grows. The directions you focus on are the directions you end up taking. Much like when you're riding your bike, and I've said this a number of times, when you're riding your bike, when you're riding a mountain bike, if you focus on the good path, you're going to be on the good path. If you focus on the, the ditch over on the right, you're going to start leaning that way. You're going to start moving that way. So focus, you know, spend your energy and focus on the contrast in those instances and focus on the things you want and stay very aware of the things you want and you will start moving in that direction. That is so true. So it's okay when you see something that you don't like. It's okay because it's giving you the opportunity to look for something that you do want to say i do not accept so like when i first learned to drive i i was using all my muscles on the steering wheel to make the car go straight to move forward in a straight line and i couldn't and i was so tense and my muscles my arms were hurting so bad my shoulders <laughs> were hurting and thank goodness i had such a great driving instructor this beautiful woman who's like vaughn where are you looking I'm like, I'm looking ahead, but really what I was looking at was the hood of the car. <laughs> oh, not, did it have a pretty little emblem on it? No, I was like just a Rolls looking Royce at the, the hood. It oh. was like, it had a long hood and that's all I was looking at was the hood. I didn't know. No one told me to look way ahead. And then I thought, okay, well, if I'm not looking at the hood, I'll look like a few inches in front of the car. You <laughs> oh, really, dear. you need to look way ahead, like two blocks ahead. Right, because but that, isn't that a great lesson in life? Yes. I mean, the car was going in every direction, right? Mm. Another, and this example keeps coming up in my life. <laughs> I told you guys, remember when I was in Ethiopia and we were riding along, we were in the desert, there was no road we were on. It was like on total sand, right? What seemed like on another planet, it was this beautiful orange red dirt and we were driving and there were trees once in a while and all of a sudden this thing landed on the windshield 
And I was like, Garamo, oh my God, what is that? And I was pointing to it. So he was looking ahead at where I was pointing. So he kept driving in that direction. But I was pointing to the same spot on the windshield. So like if you could look at us from up above, this car was like zigzagging all over the sand. Like what is this? What is happening? What is this lady asking what? me to do? And he's like, Vaughn, what? I'm like, stop. The, but I finally said, please stop the car. Because <laughs> I'm getting sick. <laughs> and so I tapped the windshield. I'm like, that, that right there. What is that? I had never seen a bug like that in my life. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was a piece of stick, but it was moving. Like it had limbs and it was moving. <laughs> It was a walking stick. It's what it's called. It's a bug. Mm -hmm. But, you know, because I was pointing at it, like, it's all about direction, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Just, I don't know, that lesson keeps coming up for me personally, like, so many times in so many bizarre ways that that's happened to remind me of where I'm looking, where where, where are you focusing on, right? I had another example I totally forgot. Anything you want to add? I don't think so. I think that's a good place to just ponder, right? Right. What are you looking at? Where do you want to go? And life's a journey, not a destination. What kind of uh, what kind of people are around you? Are they? Is it? And you, we have to be careful here because we don't want to be a number one or a number two friend, which is in Aristotle ways. It's you don't want. Well, unless you want it to be kind of superficial or just casual. I don't want to be the kind of friend where I'm just your friend because I'm getting something from you or I'm your friend because you make me feel a certain way. That's not going to last. It's not uh, sustainable. I want to be the kind of friend that just loves you for who you are. All of it. I don't put anything on you. Mm -hmm. I'm just watching you and loving you. Right. That's the kind of friend I want to be. And I was going to say, take a look at the people that are around you and, and, how are they making you feel and how are you making them feel? Walk that fine line of making sure that that's not the only reason you're friends with them. But just look around and see really the kind of people that give you joy and, and take stock. So remember the Nicomachean ethics of the three kinds of friends. Are you friends because you're getting something? Are you friends because you're feeling something? Or are you friends because of pure love? Right. And then combine it with who is in your world and what kind of friend do you really love? And how do you see the world and how do they see the world and figure out each other's values? And if they are cohesive, will that work? And move on from there little by little baby steps. That's how you can go towards finding the true friend. Right. And not being surprised. You may be surprised. You may be delighted. Or you may realize, oh, okay, this is an acquaintance. And that's perfectly fine. I was always looking for true love. So, yeah, I dated. And I was like, okay, it could be fun. You could have fun dating. But, you know, who is your... I, I don't like this term, ride or die. Who's your ride or die? Oh, Lord. You taught me that. <laughs> I, that is not something I say. I, it's not what you say, but, I, you know, you come up with terms all the time. I'm like, what is that? But that's where you can be aware of what is your value system. That's how you become aware of who the people are around you and being conscious of it. And that's it. Baby steps. That's it. That's it for today. Just look at that. Look at that and find out 
what the value is. Anything else you want to say? Shaking my head no. So uh, sign up. (laughs) Sign up to our mailing list. If you haven't done so already, sign up to get my Ikigai PDF with my art. (laughs) And also, what was I going to say? I totally forgot. Oh, if you have already signed up and you are on our mailing list, I will be sending you one. This is brand new, guys, and I'm writing a book about it, an ebook. So stay tuned and let me know what you think. Cannot wait until I hear from you guys. So please reach out to us. Go to our website, ourfriendlyworldpodcast.com. Love you so much. Thank you for listening. Love you. All right. Talk to you guys later. Be well. <laughs>